Hi, <laughs> good evening. So, um, so this is our first episode of the Deep Talk podcast. The Deep Talk podcast is supposed to be um, an avenue for us to have conversations about issues or topics that we normally do not have conversations around or issues and topics that we normally have conversations around but we do not talk about it in depth we do not have in-depth conversations around the top those topics we do not talk about them in the way that we should talk about them or have an open conversation about those topics allowing other people to get their input or, or, or put their own um, thoughts into it so that we can come to some sort of agreement because sometimes in certain situations we might not always agree but for the fact that we all have had our say that that gives us a, a bit more um more of an opportunity to to come to um an agreeable an agreeable stand on certain issues so like, like i always say it's important that people have their say it's important that people talk about things because it is when people talk about things that you can then prove it's from that that the conversations that you can provide solutions to issues um sometimes people say yeah it's more action let's talk yeah that's true but you can only perform actions when there has been previous conversations around something you can't just wake up one morning and say i'm going to i'm going to launch launch uh, a spacecraft to to saturn for instance you don't have the right the right um Technicalities around to, to make that happen. You've not talked to anybody to make that happen. You don't know the rules or, or laws preventing you from doing something like that. You've not had conversations with people in certain fields and you just go ahead and say you're launching something to, to a planet that is uninhabited or something. So that's, that's sometimes it's important that we have, almost every time, it's important that we have conversations around almost every topic. So we are here to, to push for those conversations some of them might make us uncomfortable some of them might make us um, some of them might make us question if, if some things that we, we strongly believe in some of them might make us very defensive about things that we believe in but regardless those conversations have to be had and it's, it's important that, that that we have them for us to evolve better as a society so um, this this came about because with me and Chichi she'll be she'll be on this on this um, podcast coming from the next episode. We had conversations about say, a lot of things, and we decided, okay, so how about we just open this up and make this a bit more inclusive for everybody? Hence the button of the podcast channel. And going forward, we would have conversations around a various various number of things. Uh, the reason why we chose the the, the, the topic we are using for this to, for today's episode is because it's really talked about. <laughs> the other day, I saw I saw um, I saw a post on Twitter where people were complaining. Guys, guys were literally complaining and saying that yeah, it's true that people are misogynistic and all, but it's not every man that is misogynistic and it's not every man that that tries to bring women down. But it's a bit too extreme that in our society. There seems to be a lot of celebration of, of, um, of women and very little effort is made to celebrate men that are actually doing good and, and, and bringing up a better society, being more inclusive and all. 
you have a lot of Mother's Days. I mean, the last few few weeks, <laughs> we've had about three Mother's Days. And there is still one more to come, I think, the one for, for the Catholic Church. And just maybe one Father's Day, right? You really hear people praise their fathers. You really hear people, people, people um, spoil their fathers' gifts. Yes. Yeah, maybe because traditionally, especially in the African society, men, men as figureheads have not really done very well. But regardless, as a species, we exist with each other. We don't exist irrespective of the other. We exist with each other. And we must always have conversations that push each other forward. There are other topics that we could have pushed. We, we, we did put up a poll and people chose this, which shows that it's a conversation that is interesting enough for people to want to hear about. But over the next few episodes, we will literally touch at least a little bit of all those other parts, parts of our lives. And we'll go on to have conversations around sexuality, around religion, around around politics, around youth, youth involvement in politics, around innovation, manufacturing, tech, right? So it's it's a lot to come and we are really glad that, that we have the opportunity to push for these conversations. Now, it's it would have been nice for, just, for us to have had like a live session prior to this recording, but we tried to do that, <laughs> it didn't really work out. So over the next few weeks, we'll be setting up modalities to, to make that happen so that people can be a bit more included in, in this conversation, dropping their questions live, not prior to the show, and then we can treat them um, while we are recording. But until that happens, we'll have to make do with what we'll have. So today's topic is about um, the struggles of men in their mid to late 20s which is really a tricky question because it's a question, it's, it's a topic that most people do not talk about. It actually, I, I, I don't think I've had anybody talk about it in public. It's mostly something that is, you know, it's now that this generation of men are being a bit more open about things that they go through. Even now, people seem shame them for the things that they go through. You, you have things like, yeah, a man is supposed to provide for the rest of his life. I think it was last week that we saw an episode on Twitter where a man was complaining about getting married to, to his wife and having to foot everything, including her sanitary parts, and or coming to find out later on that she, this woman had a lot of money, he didn't know how much she was earning, and she was literally spending all of that on her family and nothing on her own family that she has started with the man. She, she was spending the money on her extended family and on her brother and all. So, yeah, those conversations are conversations that they should have had maybe prior to their marriage but it's also a conversation that many men have not had and many men do really need to have prior to their to, to their, to their um, marriage it's, a, it's also an extended conversation because some men literally do that not just for their wives but so you in a traditional African family a man normally has to take care of himself he has to take care of his wife take care of his children take care of his wife's family take care of his wife's extended family take care of his extended family take care of his siblings right and he cannot grumble about this he cannot say okay it's a bit too much and if he tries to maybe stop doing that he becomes a bad person and everybody treats him like he's an outcast or a stingy person everybody literally expects that you do that so it is your job so if you now say okay you looked at all of this and as a young man you're mid to late 20s because this is when people start to look at you to, to settle down right so you say, I'm not getting married. There's a lot of questions that come. Why? Why don't you have to want to get married? You don't want to start a family? You don't you want to do you want my lineage? <laughs> it's just a lot. So 
we are looking at what do people within this age bracket go through is it not just with marriage but generally about life we, we had some 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 people drop their experiences and some questions that they had to ask so we'll treat them as as we go along we we'll start with the first one somebody talked about faith right and he he was saying that um one of the questions that he he found himself asking when he was 26 was usually about faith not just faith on god but faith on the family setting as a family what why does this unit exist why does it have to exist why i mean i could literally just get a girl pregnant and could just agree right and that, that would split responsibilities without really getting married i can just take care of my child and she can take care of herself where she needs to come take care of the child she can come take care of the child if it's a bit too much and i can't handle that i'll literally just stay on my own and not have children why do i have to start a family you know if, why do i need to have faith that this family that i'm starting with some at some point be of benefit to myself and to the entire society why do you do I have to have faith that if i start this family i'm not entirely starting up something that will fuck up the society at some point in the future why do i have to have, have faith in god right does God have to have such a big role to play in my life? Why do I have to have been forced to go to the church that I went to or to, to join the religion that I joined? Why did it have to be the, the decision of my parents and not mine to have been brought up the way I was brought up, especially when it comes to religion? Why is it that if I decide to make a decision not to continue to pursue this religion, there is a lot of um, um, discrimination against me from my family and from my immediate society. Why is it that at this age there's a lot of responsibility on me to continue to push forward this faith that I've been brought into? Why do I have to have faith in my immediate society? Why do I have to have faith in the society that I was brought up in? Why do I have to have faith at all? <laughs> right? It's an interesting question because Faith is one of the core things that shapes off a man's life, right? We might not be as as outspoken about our faith as women generally in the African society are. We might not be church carriers, right? But deep down, we all have faith in one thing or the other. We might have faith in our family, we might have faith in God, we might have faith in 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 um, the universe, we have faith that somehow, somehow, things are going to work in our favor. We don't know how, we don't know who is going to make that happen, just have faith, right? So it's an important part of our life. But now, is it is it really important? Is it, be, do, is it an important part of our life because somebody brought us up that way? Or is it an important part of our life because we've learned to, to always keep that part of ourselves open enough to expect that something that we might not have worked for at the time should work in our favor, right? Is it is it is it important to have faith in anything at all? It's a conversation that people do not have, especially with people that they should have it with. So for the young man that asked this question, maybe if he had had the conversation with his parents and they were very open and enough to have like a lot because it is at this age most people are not interested in just answers they're interested in answers that make sense right so a young man of 28 
He's not asking you questions just for the sake of it. He's asking you questions for it to make logical sense to him that your answers are the right answers, right? But people rarely have those answers. And when they do, they do not have the, the, the answers that could resonate with the person that is receiving the answers. So you end up in a situation where even when you do ask the questions and the people that you ask the questions answer the question, you're not convinced that it is the right answer and you go about doing what you, you believe is the right thing to do, right? So maybe it's your parents, they tell you, okay, this, 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 this. Okay, you're arguing with me. <laughs> it just goes all dramatic and at the end of the day, it doesn't work out. You actually end up in a situation where you, you learn not to ask them the, those kind of questions again. Or you go to your pastors and you're, there's a lot of emotional blackmail or somebody is trying to trying to blackmail you into saying that, to believing that, okay, God will be the one to give you this answer. You know, like, you're, so you're not supposed to like literally wait till whenever God gives you the answer. Maybe it's an answer you need now. And based on what you believe is the job of, or is, is um, one of the reasons why you have a pastor, he's supposed to, based off his, his um, calling, point you in some, some direction that makes sense. But now he's, you know, it happens. It happens and now you're you're stuck you don't know what to do about your questions because it is your questions that push you towards it's man as 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 a species is a curious being right and our curiosity has driven us towards a lot of success historically it also has also driven us to a lot of catastrophe because we've had to make decisions based off curiosity and the fact that we want to know something. Even when we shouldn't, we go to places that we shouldn't go or try to invent things that we shouldn't invent or push towards things that we shouldn't push towards. But it's it's always a learning curve. And that's the, the important thing that we always have, always have to take out of it, that in asking questions, one way or another, we learn. And someone who asks questions is not inherently doing you a disservice. He's, he's trying to understand. And therefore, if you are in a position to, to help him understand, you owe it to him. It is your responsibility to help him understand, or at least point him in the direction where he can find his answers. There's a saying in Igbo language that a person who asks questions cannot get lost. It's not because he because he cannot continuously meet people who give him wrong directions. But because even when he's giving wrong directions and he asks questions wherever it is he finds himself, he will get the right directions to go back on his path. So when these questions arise, it is important that we get people who can give us answers, especially people who have gone through those experience and who can understand why we have to ask the questions that we are asking and can then help us Maybe the answers are within ourselves, but because of their experiences and the fact that they know that we need to ask these questions, they can help us find the answers within ourselves, right? And these could be people could be people who are older, or they could be people who are younger. Yes, you cannot, you cannot tie wisdom or answers to age. So that is something that we do not have, or something that we do not always push for, something that we do not always practice. Regardless, it is something that we do not do often. And especially when it has to do with faith, which is a sensitive part of our life, we do not always get the right answers. 
So you have a lot of people in this day and age who are faithless in a lot of things. People who are faithless in, in marriage and no one to get married. Men, a lot of men now do not want to get married. Not be, it's mainly because they've seen marriages fail and mainly because based on, on the current times that they are in, it really, you can, logically, you can rarely see any benefit to it. People say companionship, but then you have look at it and then you see, okay, so, I mean, I have my options now. If it's companionship, I have my options, right? So why do you really need to get married? So it's questions that we need to find answers for. So as we go along, if you have any questions, and obviously after this podcast has been released, if you have any questions, we can always have, have a part two based on those questions. If you have any suggestions or answers to these questions that we're raising, you can always drop them and we can treat them in a part two and treat them as as a as a last bit of the next episode based off the last episode we can have something like that. that that brings us to the second one which is finance or finance depending on your i'm not i'm not very i'm not very very good in pronunciation so that brings us to finance as a young man as a man who is expected that at this age so imagine that you're 27 28 and your parents are probably depending on how, how early they got married, your parents might be 50, 50 something, some of them are close to retirement, pensioners, right? And you're the first child of your house. And you're for some reason, because of how fucked up, sorry for swearing, I'll swear a lot in this in this show. So because of how fucked up the Nigerian educational system is, you could actually find yourself in a situation where you're 28 and you're still in school. And you're the first side of the house. And you don't have anything to hold on to financially to say, okay, so this is what I can use to take care of myself and take care of my 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 parents now that they are beginning to depend on me and they do not have the finances that they used to have to take care of, of everybody in the house so I can contribute in one way or the other. You don't have anything, you don't have a cobo and you're 28. So now you're expected to it is an expectation regardless of how you look look at it. To to take care of yourself, first of all, you're supposed to take care of your immediate younger ones. If you have them, you're supposed to take care of your parents because now they are they are getting frail and obviously now there's a lot more responsibility on you to look after them because they've looked after you. It's what the society expects. It's what you should do as a child to, to your parents. But now there is nothing, right? The the government has fucked up everything. There's no way for you to be excited. Inside. So. Let's say they say, okay, so you're keeping faith and you're saying, maybe when I'm done with school, I can find a decent job. What if you don't? What if you actually do, but it's really just decent? It's not enough to take care of yourself, not to talk of taking care of any other person. How do you do it? Now you're 28. And on top of that, when you're 28, you know it. You don't need anybody to say it. You know it, that there is an expectation on you to start preparing for marriage. So you're 28. You don't have a cobo. You have parents who are beginning to rely on you. You have siblings, and you're expected to get married. How? <laughs> so how are you supposed to do this? How? Is some magic supposed to happen between now and thirty? Are you supposed to steal? Are you supposed to get into fraud? Put your hands somewhere that you're not supposed to put your hands into? What are your options now? Time is running out. What? What are you supposed to do? Right? So it's. So now, who do you go to? Because there are statistically Nigeria and Africa in general has more young people than old people. So 
the competition for the things that you would go for is higher than at any point in Africa's, especially in, in Nigeria's existence. There has never been a time, statistically, and this is, you can check this and confirm, there has never been a time where Nigerians had, Nigeria's population in her census had this number of young people compared to old people. We literally have almost 60 to 70% of young people in our population. So, for whatever reason, whatever it is you're going for, there are at least 10 more people going for that. And it's not because you're bad that you will not get it. It's just because there are so many good people. You have a country with 200 million people and 60 to 70% of them are young. So, what are your options? You, do you do you go if you decide to do something bad what are the guarantees that it's living work out i mean you fucked out fucked up the, 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 the yourself because now it's a bad thing everybody knows you're doing something bad what is even the possibility that the bad thing self will pay you <laughs> sure you get so it's it's a tricky situation and everybody and then then comes the stigma you're a young man you're 28 what have you been doing with your life that's what everybody's asking you you can't even you can't even check a lady because um, you're broke. <laughs> you don't even have self-confidence anymore. You can really do anything because it affects you, you're depressed. But we don't have this conversation. And this goes on to push these guys to do things that they shouldn't be doing. And it has a ripple effect on the society. Cause and effect. I mean, it has an effect. Or do we talk about the fact that you don't even know how long you're supposed to survive because you're literally fighting the war to survive, especially in Nigeria, right? You're 27, 28, you're broke, you're trying to wear something nice, and then you have everything in the Nigerian society fighting against you. You have the police, you have the government, you have bad policies, you have you have bad, bad, bad you have religious leaders that are fucking things up, you have you have bad educational system, no job opportunities. You're fucked as a Nigerian who is in his mid to late twenties. That's basically how you can. That's the only thing you can. The conclusion you can draw from the outside. You're fucked. But are we really fucked? Do we really have options? What do you think are options? It's a question now that I'm asking you who is listening. What are our options? What can we do as young men to take care of? our responsibilities to ourselves, to our families, and to our society. Especially when the society seems to, seems to be determined to make sure we do not achieve anything with our lives. This is a generation of Nigerians that can make this country great or can break this country if care is not taken. Because we are growing together, learning the things we are learning together, with less opportunities, staying in the same space. So how do you salvage this situation? Cause and effect, like I said again. So that's why sometimes when there are certain people you can have a conversation with and you bring up the issue of young men going into fraud or going into certain vices and all they can tell you is, I mean, what other option do they have? Is it, is it inherently a bad thing for a person to try and survive? Because I may not agree with the fact that fraud 
I may not agree with the fact that many people are going into fraud. I think fraud is a bad thing. But man, as, as a species, got to the point where man is, as a species, by literally surviving. Man has to survive. It is, it is an intrinsic, um, it, is, it, it is an intrinsic um, survival tool that he came with. He has to survive in any situation that he, he finds himself. He has to survive. Even if it means him doing something dirty to survive, he has to survive. He, he has to keep himself alive. He has to give himself an, an opportunity to, to be better tomorrow. He has to put himself in a, in a place where he can look forward. He cannot let himself die. So, presented with the opportunity to survive or do something bad, man will always choose to survive. So now he don't have he doesn't have a lot of options and he has to survive. He has a lot of people that he loves that he has to take care of. Otherwise, those people are going to probably die from him not having anything to take care of them with, or probably going to leave him because he cannot provide for them, or probably something is going to fuck up the whole situation. He has to. Does that mean he doesn't have really have any other option? Does that mean that he cannot be innovative? That is another question that we probably need to talk about. But does he need to survive? Yes, he has to survive. So what does he do in a situation like this? Who does he go to? Where the people who are supposed to have provided him with this, this, um, these opportunities, people who are supposed to have made sure that he was not in this situation, have fucked up the whole thing. They are the people who are there, and he can't go to them and speak to them because obviously, they do, if they loved him in the first place, if they wanted him to have a future, they would have fixed up the situation. The, the situation, they would have fixed up the, the the system, but they didn't. He can't go to them because he knows they are all after their own pockets. They are all after. They are all selfish. They are looking after themselves. He can't go to his pastors because, I mean, he looks out around the society and he can see he does some of the dirty job for them obviously and he can see them they are literally not even that they are not neat at all so why does he have to go to somebody that he knows that humanly looking at it he's probably better off he can't go to his parents do they have are they giving him good examples i mean it's, some of them are literally just together because they don't want to get a divorce who does he go to who does he go to? I mean, it's it's a fucked up situation. So that that is a big question, and that is why I said at the beginning of, of the, the episode that we need to have these conversations because it brings up a lot of questions that are unanswered, and those questions, if they were answered, would leave us as a better people. And that is why this conversation is important. So if you're listening to this and you've made it this far, <laughs> then you should probably have thought about some of the things that I've raised getting to this point. And you can give me your thoughts or your answers or your questions by dropping a comment or sending us a, or sending us a mail at the deep talk podcast official at gmail.com. Send us a mail with your questions. Drop us a DM on Instagram at the Deep Talk Podcast, or drop a comment under this under this um under this podcast. 
really, really love to hear from you. It will, it will actually make our day, it will make our week, actually, to hear what you have to say about this. What do you think? If you're not up to this age bracket and you're listening to this, what do you think we can do as people who are going through this right now to make sure that you do not have to go through it yourself? Because, I mean, as, as a people, it's our responsibility to take care of our younger ones. And we try, but you can only take care of your younger ones when you're, when you're in a position to take care of them. So what do you think we can do? What, are, what, do you think, what are your suggestions? What do you think is what we can do to get ourselves? Because that you're young does not mean you do not, you do not have the wisdom to, set, to, to tackle issues. So you might have a solution that we seek. What do you think we can do to fix up where we are at and to get to a better place? Drop us your questions. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you while we prepare for the next episode. Hopefully in that episode, we'll be able to have a better means of conversing with you while we record so that we can treat this as we go. And um, hopefully we will be in a better place at that point. <laughs> it's nice doing this. It's nice It's nice actually talking about this. I feel better. I hope you do. And I, I, I think we can. We should do, more, do this more often. Hopefully we can do this more often. I love you all. It's, it's, it's been an amazing 30 minutes. And I look forward to seeing you this time next week. Love you.